0: Shut up, and sit down.
1: Without a shadow of a doubt, the most epically overused world in cycling is epic. It seems that anything and everything is epic these days.
2: One, two, three, four. I like,
1: I like, I like, I like, I like to
0: ride my bike I'd like to introduce you to a podcast with a lot of charm, talent, and wit Unfortunately, I don't have that option So instead, you are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grant, Evan Price, Lance Hapler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step That said, you know what you've got to do, so go get her done I got fancy little streamers coming out of my handlebars I got carts in my spokes that make sounds as fast as cars. I got lights all around and reflectors in the back. I basket on the front and a really useful
1: rack! But I hate cyclists, bike riders, people who ride bicycles. Does someone need a hug?
3: Hi, and welcome to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During, and today I am here with Evan Price. What are we drinking today, boys?
1: Whoa! What a <laughs> that? Listen to that intro. What? Who Missed is this guy it. across
0: the table from me? <laughs> He's it. sitting in a new seat. It's 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 entirely new.
1: <laughs> we uh, are we are drinking Lacroix, and it is fantastic. Yeah, a little Lacroix and some coffee because I am uh, tired. But more
3: on that later. Yeah. So, <laughs> what We're, you sipping over there, Evan? Uh, Lacroix. You know,
0: pina what is this, pina frase? pineapple strawberry. I think is what that is. Pretty good stuff, though.
1: Good stuff, good stuff. And to his right, Mr. Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you beachgoers going? In case you were wondering, one of us is on a beach right now. Yeah. And it is not the three of us in this room. You can hear it.
3: (laughs) All right. And and the person responsible for all that noise in the background, Lance Epler.
2: Hey, what's up? It is Lance Romance on location today. I am... Sitting on a beach in Hawaii, it's solidifying my reputation as the most hated man in America.
0: <laughs> and he's wearing a bandana just to really solidify that right now. <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm also wearing a bandana over my face to try to block a little bit of the wind noise so that you guys can still enjoy my terrible jokes and awful demeanor.
0: <laughs> how, how sunny is it there, Lance, right now? Because those sunglasses are uh-huh. pretty intense.
2: It's like 80, 82 degrees. It's wow. nine o'clock in the morning here in Hawaii. It's like 82 degrees and beautiful. So, nice. nice. Perfect oh, biking
3: weather.
0: <laughs> it's Okay, here it's actually yes. really, really nice today. It is a beau. It's been a beautiful couple of days in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. yeah.
3: It was so mm. nice that I actually wore shorts for the first time yesterday. That
1: yeah. was, what? That I'm was spectacular. wearing shorts right <laughs> now. It's yeah. one i busting the
0: shorts right now. Yeah. yeah. It's like Fight it's through it. Cool. Yes, 56. Perfect short weather. Let's get into our backpedal. Evan, backpedal for us. Uh, speaking of good weather, I was up in Bellingham, Washington for the last two days. Um, for anybody who nice. doesn't, you know, people from not from this region, Bellingham is a nice little bay town about four hours north of here, about two hours north of Seattle. And um, I was lucky enough to be with a group up there training my brains out pretty much. But... Uh, Got up there Saturday morning, drove up early. Um, I did a race straight out of the car, which... Ugh. Did you warm up a little? Got myself about a two-mile jog in right before, but yeah. it was basically drive four hours, jump out, and race. Ugh. Ouch. So, you know, I had to text my, my run coach, Matt, over here before the race because uh, I have never raced an 8K before, so I had no idea what in the heck pacing for a five-mile run is supposed to look like. Right. So... Uh, the group, what it was, it was like the St. Paddy's Day yep. ones, which are always fun. St. St. Patty's Day races are always just a blast. Uh, and there was uh, two very very quick guys there. One of them who I would be training with for the rest of the week. His name was David. He's a pro triathlete up in uh, up, uh located up in Bellingham. Um, and he went out like a bat out of heck and. Went out in like five ten pace, I think, and just basically stuck right around between there and five fifteen when we were going up some of the hills, and I was not able to close the gap. But um, good way to start the weekend, and we basically rode and swam and ran a whole lot after that. So nice, yeah. Um, the 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 riding up there for anybody who's been around that area, there's like three lakes uh that are that are like basically encircle each other yeah um i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation of some of these but that's kind of the joke is if you're not from bellingham you butcher the pronunciation of everything there because it's all uh native american oh okay so okay. it's you know that's like fine. very hard words for me to pronounce but sure. there's lake Smamish. okay Smamish. and then there's actually a lake smam like that's shorter than that just smish Oh, so it's like on, people. oh i know but i just butchered both of those so sure. i hope that somebody cor- corrects my pronunciation on there's that. an omissions. yes don't worry um there's a lake waka i think was the other one okay. and then lake Patton. got Jeez. lake Patton. i can nail lake Patton every time um but yeah that was that was pretty much it so uh both days we did basically rides around those and did a lake uh a uh, chuckanut ride which Chuckanut Drive just goes basically right along the Bay Coast mm-hmm. with impossible views to beat. It's like uh, comparative in this region, it'd be like a Cannon Beach sort of ride. Oh, okay. Just like going along the coastline. You kind of have those big lookout points. Um, just beautiful riding, but a lot of climbing, a lot of up and down. Um, and you had good people to ride with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, So you raced and then biked.
0: Yes, and then ran again and then swam and then... Mm-hmm. Woke up Sunday and we did a duathlon, like a pseudo duathlon, which was fun. We did a uh uh, we had two of the Western Washington cross-country runners out there with us. Oh, boy. So that really pushed the pace on the run, like, very, very fast. And we were running their trails, too. So it's traily, yeah. hilly, run, you know, cross-country-style running. And these kids were strong as heck. So and they was, were
1: trying to go hard, or were, they, were you guys yeah, trying to yeah, hammer? Yeah,
0: they, they, they had raced the day before. So when we came off the bike the second time, uh, we kind of waited for the cross-country kids. And one of them really pushed the pace, like, really, really hammered off the bike. Um Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So they yeah. were having fun with you guys. Oh, they were having fun. Yeah, they they enjoyed it. Because uh, David, the guy who I was training with the whole weekend, um, he uh, used to run for Western Washington. So he's a Western Washington alum. Okay. And it's just gotten faster since he left. And, you know, he's now, what, I think he runs for an AK under 26 still. So Nice.
3: Yeah. I'm moving pretty well. What was the advice on the 8K? Just run a little bit faster in a 5K and a little bit slower in a
0: 10K? That was it. <laughs> no, yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt gave me some good advice. Ev- if I had had the legs, I think I would have been able to follow that. It was. It was
1: yeah, it was hard because, you, first of all, you don't know if it's a hilly course or not. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was. If it's hilly, hilly. that's to- it's totally hard to do yeah. anything. Well, but we, you know, we if, didn't if know if that. It's flat flatten its road, yeah. then my expectations for you t- were, were pretty high. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I ran 523,
0: 524, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the the first mile was the the two leaders went out just so fast and then we took a hard left and went straight uphill did they go five flat in the first mile uh they they went well we, we had a sharp uphill uh, okay, at right. the end of the first mile but they they went like five ten i think yeah yeah so they were they they, they were not
1: messing around off, off the gun that would be i mean i'm sure the cross country kids that ran with you on sunday were mm-hmm. same thing like oh yeah they probably raced they went Wait, out hard. They yeah. did an indoor. Tr- it's indoor track or outdoor track the, right now. First outdoor track meet. But, yeah, but so collegiate runners, for those of you guys that aren't super familiar with mm-hmm. United States collegiate running, most of the season they run an eight k race, which is almost five miles. Yeah. But in in every race, the expectation is first mile is going to be sub five minutes. Yeah, and usually if you're <laughs> in a you triathlon, know, that is exactly
0: what you don't want to do. Usually yeah. is go out all out in that in that first mile off the
1: bike. And, you know, it depends on the course, you know, conditions and stuff like that. But pretty mm-hmm. much, even if it's hilly, cross country, whatever, sub five for the first mile, hang on for dear life the rest of the race. Yeah. It's basically how you race a lot of those. If you're fast enough, like I, which I never was, you could potentially like go out sub five and be comfortable enough and to still like, hang around there. Yeah. 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 But
0: yeah. Those are your guys winning, winning things. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, it was, it's fun to, get to train with fast runners and fast bikers and, you know, I'm lucky to get to put in good training each week, but I am tired now. I balked pretty hard Sunday, so, yeah. going pretty hard at the end of the duathlon thing? Uh, or? We did a long ride after the duathlon. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> and a, pea beer, pea, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was not quite enough to uh, get me through that one, so. How far was long? Uh, did you end up w- with 100 for the day? For, for the day, no, I ended up with, like, 60s or somewhere in the 60s, I think yeah. the second day, and then the first day was
3: 60s or 70s Jeez. somewhere in there. Yeah. Ouch. But yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Lance, you still there?
2: I am still here. Are you guys just all? All you're hearing is uh, is me breathing too heavy and the and the wind noise. Is it just being crazy? It's
3: it's getting a little bit a little bit better. I think I got you uh, contained a little bit on our end <laughs> <Okay. so>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how was your week, man? do want you backpedal for us.
2: Oh, well, if if you can see the live stream and you look at where I'm at, that gives you a little bit of an idea of my week. I'm, I'm sitting on a beach in Hawaii and it has just been fantastic. We've only been here for a couple of days. Um, this was a spring break trip that I'm taking with uh, two of my grown children. So me and my wife and Lake and Kelty, who have both been on the podcast before, um, they're here joining us. Lake has now brought me a towel for my head so I can sit in this beautiful hammock, uh, on the beach. (laughs) Thank you, Lake. Uh, He he just said you suck. Yeah. I think (laughs) we all can
3: concur with that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So, um, but yeah, other than that, I had a pretty solid week of training actually. My, uh, my recovery numbers improved pretty drastically and I, I came back around pretty good. So, um, I'm feeling good. Um, put in like 250 miles or something this week and i don't know how many of that hours that was did a ride in utah with uh cuz i i had to drive to utah before we flew to hawaii and then i've i've only done we've only been here one day so i only did one ride here in in hawaii so far i'm on the big island of hawaii and then i don't know i'm planning to do some other stuff but i also want to hang out with my family so excellent it uh i have I have little to complain about, and if I did, you would all just curse me even more, so I'm not <laughs> going to. Don't
0: you have to worry about the tide out there, though, Lance? I mean, that could creep up towards you there.
2: Uh, no, I'm in, a, I'm in a perfect spot. Um, oh, I'm, you're, I'm you're in, in a panic, position. too.
0: You, you don't even have to worry about that. That's tough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. It's pretty good. Good times. Matt LeGrand, how was your week? The week was a bit of a struggle. I didn't put a lot of work into my... Previous week, But I think, you know, um, I hit, you know, kind of those key workouts that I needed to do. We did like the team ride on Tuesday on Zwift, which was, you know, fantastic. And then, um, I did a swim bike run on Saturday. Nothing crazy. Uh, actually went out with Alan Plank who, um, friends of our podcast know, know him and he's in super good shape. We had a lot of fun, just kind of totally cruising around mm-hmm. very, uh, enjoyable ride. And then got a long run in yesterday, uh, 11 miles, which was okay. I was pretty happy with it. Um, Ran ran into a friend on the run and ended up running with him for half of it. And uh, yeah, and then my swim today was fantastic. This morning, I I typically will do a swim prior to the podcast here. So I did a swim um, prior to this and got 4,000 meters in and uh, some fast stuff. Felt good. Felt really good. So, that's good. I know. I yeah. feel like maybe things are just kind of starting to come back around. Mm-hmm. You know, after the training camp, I felt miserable for basically a couple of weeks, and then mm-hmm. um, I think now things are maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm a little too optimistic, but things are starting to look good. So, yep, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? Good, good, good stuff, man. <laughs> um, me, I had a I had a
3: busy week again, like like y'all. Um, did mm-hmm. training, did the team's whiff ride, and that went really well. My legs were feeling pretty good that night. I'd, and um, just kind of set myself up um, midweek to make a decision. And the decision was um, to race or not to race my mountain bike. And ultimately I decided that I'm gonna do it, went ahead and signed up, and um, drove all the way out to Echo, Oregon, which is a three hour car ride. Okay. And um, went out there with uh, five other teammates and we all all raced and had a good time. Um, It was just an awesome, awesome course. So it's about, two miles in of uh, gravel roads. And then it's about 20 miles of single track tra- trails that you're racing on. And it's like, you're go- either going up or down or you're turning. So it's mm-hmm. one or the other, or one of those three things. You're pretty much in a, a stance where you're, you're constantly using your body for, I'm going to say about an hour and 30 minutes ish, you know, for that form. Well, probably a little bit more than that, but anyway, neither here nor there. By the end of that race, <laughs> I was limping in with my shoulder yeah. being completely just exhausted, fatigued and smoked and done. Um, wow. But the cool part about it was um I managed to hold on for second place, so I found the podium. Yeah, so, wow. Yeah, that was really fun and um what was even better than that was uh teammate Chris Sar- um Sarat uh won the race. He uh he got first place, so we won two Did the you podium. guys work together at all um, or was there
1: not an opportunity to do that?
3: Uh, on the ride out, so it's a neutral rollout. You're riding out on mm-hmm. just the, the, the roads, and then you turn left onto the gravel road. And as soon as they turn left, the neutral car peels off, and then it's game on. And it was a pretty big field. I Gosh, there must have been, I don't know, 40, maybe 50 people in the field. Uh, they had like a couple different things grouped together, all, all Cat 2 stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's it's on. So what you got to do is get yourself in the right position so that when you do get out to where the single track trail starts right. – you want to be as close to the front as you possibly can because it becomes really difficult to, to pass, pass people on, yeah. on single track trails and it, you're dealing with like a lot of the goat heads which are like these little thorny things you're dealing with like sage because um, it's all high desert kind of stuff okay. and you know there was even still little patches of snow out there and we uh anyway we, we're on the gravel roads and we're all positioning ourselves um and chris and myself were just inching our way closer to the front closer to the front And then there's another last left hand turn to to head towards those single track trails. And you've got maybe a half mile to set yourself up. We hit the single track trails, and Chris was in first position. I was in second position. And, uh, The young gentleman who won the cross-national championships for the 14, 15-year-olds, Ian. Yeah, I can't remember his last name. He's from down in Bend. Brown. Ian Brown. Ian Brown. And from Bend, Oregon, was right behind me. So it was the three of us, and we just hit the the single tracks as hard as we could. And we all rode together for probably about the next four miles-ish, um, Ian finally came around me because that kid is just wicked fast <laughs> and very yes. po- very polite too, came around and nice. um, I was on his wheel for a little while and he was following Chris and eventually he went around Chris and then Chris tried to stay on his wheel and I was looking down at my heart rate saying, all right, I cannot sustain 180, 185 beats per minute for the rest of this race. So I slowly let them inch off because um, Chris was trying to keep up with him and I think Chris eventually let him go as well And and in that process, he probably put, Oh, I'm going to say about a minute into me. And I tried to hold that minute as best mm-hmm. as I could. Um, and, you know, as the race kind of wore on, he was putting in like a second here, a second there, because uh, I, I think I forgot how to handle a mountain bike. <laughs> 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 trying to like, you know, hold the right lines and trying to, um, you know, power through corners and trying to trust a bike that I literally had only ridden. That was the third time I'd ridden that bike. Yeah. yeah. So, And I hadn't ridden a mountain bike for nine months prior to that yeah Mm -hmm. so I'm, i'm learning to you know trust this bike and i'm learning to trust my shoulder and myself and trying to do the best to um you know find some good lines so um but all the while keeping an eye on chris and keeping an eye on the guy who was behind me and i was constantly every opportunity i had was trying to put in a second or two on him so i had a pretty good gap i think i ended up beating the third place guy by i have to go double check the numbers but i think it was close to two minutes and chris ended up getting me by about two minutes so we had a, a nice spaced out and my god chris is so strong yeah, yeah. His spirit <laughs> is so, so strong. And, you know, he's the nicest guy, too. So you, you, you're you totally happy for him. Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't be a nicer guy to win that race. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That was a good time. And uh, we uh, got to do our little podium thing. So did the young kid, like, did he have mechanical? Like, he was, you're saying he was out front for a little while? Oh, he was. Well, he's a he's a cat, too. But he's got, in a, um, gotcha. a different category of cat, too. So Chris and I were
3: racing in the 40 to 49 Masters gotcha. cat, twos and he was racing in the whatever it was. I don't know if it was probably it wasn't just just open, just open okay. too. So, yeah. um, I think overall I got third place and for my category, I got second place. Yep. So gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, that was that. And then, um, my original goal was it's like, all right, I'm going to do this mountain bike race. There's two races this weekend. The other race was dirty circles, which is a little circuit race. If you will like a little six mile loop. And, um, I wanted to go out there and do that. I love that race just because it's early season. It's fun. And it's fun to go out there with the team. It's not the most spectacular race. It's a little boring sometimes even. Um, but it's still a fun race to do because it's the first like real road race of the season. Mm-hmm. When I woke up on Sunday morning, my shoulder was so toasted. Um, that I went ahead and threw everything in the truck and I went up to the race, set up the team tent and got all the stuff set up for everybody to, to enjoy their day. And I left my bike at home on purpose, which yeah. is a good thing. Cause had I brought it, <laughs> I would have, you I would have, I would would have, have convinced myself to go register yep. and I would have done the race. Yep. So, um, so instead I went up there and hung out with the team. I rode, I uh, drove one of the lead vehicles for the men's four or five group, So I got to,
1: um, you know, kind of chaperone was, them around Was the, that course. the race that there was a crash one of didn't one of our teammates i don't know i just saw on facebook it crash.
3: was he was in a different field so i actually oh, okay. had to
1: neutralize the
3: the race that i was leading oh, okay and i had to get them safely around that that crash um yeah that was a uh, teammate chris hitchcock he got mm-hmm. um he got mixed up in a little something i i'm told that there was a guy who swerved grabbed brakes and caught somebody else's wheel and went down right in front of chris when they were moving pretty good probably going 25 ish and uh, Chris used his face to break the fall, Uh-oh. so it was, it so was pretty a, rough. He's okay, right? He is okay. He got a couple stitches, nothing broken, okay. nothing severe. He did get a little bit of a concussion, and I'm going to follow up with him probably later on today to make sure he's doing okay, hanging yeah. in there. So, But um, anyway, it was a, a great day. I think we had something like 12 or 14 podiums yesterday in all Ooh, the different wow. categories. It's just oh, my gosh. Un- Unreal. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more later on. But um, it was a great weekend, and like Evan, I am exhausted. <laughs> it's been uh, a lot of going to bed late and getting up early and long days. So, yeah. So, that's some tired people at the stage. You know,
2: Jake, I'm super proud of you for doing that uh, mountain bike race. That's a uh, that's that that's a lot of uh, pressure on that shoulder that isn't completely healed. And yeah, I you know I'm just super happy that you made it out there. I was bummed. that 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 race was supposed to be a couple weeks ago it was and it had to get postponed because of snow levels on the course which it needed to be postponed but i was bummed because i was really hoping to be out there and race with you but
3: it was fun we missed you out there it that's such a fun course i uh, honestly i would almost consider making that drive again to go back out there just to ride it not race it but just to ride it because it's so fun yeah 20 miles of single track and there's even more that we didn't get to do and it's just fun stuff and it wasn't overly technical at all so that part was good for me at least but you just really mostly smooth yeah Yeah, it's mostly smooth and like all of the turns are like banked nicely and everything was just kind of plush it was a it was a fun ride so i'd like to go do it again
2: but um, good for you jake that's awesome thank you sir thank Mm -hmm.
3: you All right, let's get into today's topic, which is not a topic. It's the hot seat. The hot seat's back, guys. I like this topic, actually.
0: The hot seat's, yeah, the hot seat's funny. It's It's a little bit unpredictable. (laughs) I I can't look at it and plan. I like it's just like your raw reaction.
3: What is your raw reaction to what we're talking about here? (laughs) So, we all have um, a question. Um, All of us have one, some of us have five. (laughs) <laughs> I've got four more jumped around in my head, too. So, um, And we're going to run around the table, and we're going to ask questions. And none of us have shared our questions with the other guys sitting There's at the no table cheating. and the, the one jack hole that's sitting in a hammock on the beach of Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we'll run around the table. and Fair I'm gonna, enough. Fair enough, yes. Uh, Evan, let's start with you, bud.
0: Okay. So I've got one since we're at the beginning of the road season now. Okay. So this next upcoming race, correct me if I'm wrong, is Piece of Cake, right? Okay, correct. So where where is Piece of Cake for one? Uh, Hubbard, Oregon, Hubbard, Oregon. Yes. So
2: near 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 Salem, Oregon. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, n- yeah.
0: Now I know that there was a little bit of a rivalry between these two teams last season. So I'm I'm assuming this rivalry is going to continue. It's a very healthy, good rivalry, but I'm assuming it's going to continue into this year. It's the ATI team out of Portland and dialed. The ATI. T T A I. My My bad. Therapy Associates. Yeah. Therapy. I -I. -I. I should know that (laughs) being (laughs) a physical therapist. (laughs) My bad. T A I team out of Portland and Dialed. a Lot of shared podiums between those two teams. Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Being somebody who did not road race last year, every single Facebook picture I saw had one of those two guys on basically every single podium that I saw. So, going into this weekend, which
3: team grabs more podiums? I'm going to say Dialed because they don't. They're not as heavily represented in all Mm -hmm. of the categories. Um, they're they're kind of more of an elite team to be honest with you. They have a lot of one twos, don't they? They have a lot of one two guys Mm -hmm. and they represent. A lot of masters guys though. They do have a lot of masters guys still high up, like one twos Mm -hmm. and and some threes. Um, and they do have excuse me, they do have people in all of the different categories, but Mm -hmm. I think once you if you just take a look at all of the categories as a whole yeah. I think we're better represented. Um mm-hmm. they're a pretty well-rounded team though. So your your question still does carry merit. Like who's mm-hmm. gonna have more podiums? Um gosh, I'm I'm just gonna
1: be a homer and say my team. I'm gonna say <laughs> dialed
0: too, but it's my question I'm asking you. So
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh I don't know. J- just for kicks, I can say therapeutic Only because I mean I, I really think Dialed obviously <laughs> would win that. Only because, you know, like w- the group is big, we have a bigger group than they do, and that, that just tends to yeah. fill out some different categories and things like that. We're and
0: really represented through the lower categories, like Jake was saying, too. Yeah. Like a very good men's for a 4-5 team, too. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Four, f- three fours and 5s were very well represented. And in all Kim will category. be
0: jumping on every single podium that she races Hopefully. in. Yeah, she's so, had the yeah. flu. I,
3: I touched oh, base with her she? this morning because... I, I don't know why. It just popped in my head. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen or heard from her in a while, and she wasn't at the race over the weekend, so yeah. I just shot her a text to see how she was doing. And uh, sure enough, she's oh. got that flu that's going around, and she's been down for the count for like nine days or oh, something. I like got a kid that's, with the flu. Yeah, it's that's bad. Rough. That flu's been
0: sticking mm-hmm. around for a long time. A, yeah. 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 So,
3: yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I Honestly, I, if I was just going to look at it from a pure statistics standpoint and numbers, um, I'm going to probably go with our team Um and that's Homer side apart. Yeah, uh, just based on the numbers. Lance,
0: Lance Doctor Lance will be back for a piece of cake. Correct. I don't. No. Know. Yes, yes, he will. Uh, yes, yes, you will. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah.
2: My plan is to be there and race that. Yeah. What yeah. categories are you going to so race,
0: Lance? He
2: has um, to race four fives. I, three, four I have, fives. have to no. race the four fives. Yeah, so I'll race the Masters four fives. That's the. Plan. If I'm
3: not mistaken, there's a Masters three four five and not a four five. Oh. Yeah. So I like, like that better. So you'll actually have fun because you'll be racing out there with Chris Hannell and Sean Martin and a few of those other, uh, uh, guys that are a lot of fun to race with That I really enjoyed yeah. racing with last time. So you guys can go out there and have your shenanigans. Now, Why do they,
0: I, why is it a, th- so, so it's a master's three, four, five, and then a master's one, two at this race. Correct. Okay. It
2: just, it just depends on what the promoter wants to do, how oh, he yeah. wants to break it up. Yeah. So. yeah.
3: Yeah, that one's a 3, 4, 5. And then if you fast forward to like Kings Valley, mm-hmm. uh, they don't have that option. It's just, it's Masters uh, 1, Puted. 2. Okay. And then it's Masters 3, 4, 5. So, um, Got it. yeah, it's, it, it just kind of is what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, well, actually, I think I said that wrong. Maybe it's Masters it's one.
0: Open 1, 2. And then they have a Masters 3, 4, 5, yeah, maybe.
3: Yeah, so, yeah, I'll have to go double check okay. that. But yeah, they, they, they set their their uh, categorization up a little bit differently. So you just okay. kind of have to pick and choose which one's going to be the best for you. Yeah. So,. Unfortunately for me, I'm not going to be there for that race. What what do you you have going on, Jake? I am going to be out of town and I'm hoping my kids aren't listening to this or, um, that they don't listen to this. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they do. I don't think they really care. Are about we that. just barely not family friendly enough for them yeah. not to listen? or is that? <laughs> oh, no, probably. They just don't care. Like, Lance, Dad, shut up. Stop talking about bikes. So Lance's no um, pants comments, puts yeah. it just into the PG, thir- you go. PG 13 yeah. range. We're, we're going to be out of town. We're going to be down in Southern California. We're uh, taking oh. the kids to Disneyland and then we are going to sneak over to Palm Springs and, and stay at a little place down there that's got. I think I read like nine or 10 swimming pools on the property. Are you I bring a bike? Oh my gosh. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm going to okay. try and spend time with the family. So yeah. at, at worst, I will be hitting up the, the hotel gym and, and sitting on the well, little spin you bike, can just rent. is rough.
0: Palm, Palm Springs has some nice bike shops. You can just rent from yeah. there if you want yeah. to. could do that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I could always borrow a bike from a friend in Southern California, but while we're there, we're going to be doing the whole Disneyland thing. Yep. And as Matt knows, there's no time for riding bikes right. when you're doing the Disneyland mm-hmm. thing. So, I don't yeah. know. We'll
1: mm-hmm. figure it out when you can I get swim there. in a Mickey Mouse pool. Yep,
3: you're
0: going to be walking about 12 miles either way. So, <laughs>
1: um, so yeah,
3: that's my thing. So okay, nice. so
0: there there goes one of our podiums. Dial, dialed is going to yes. lose one there. So oh, Jake, I don't yeah. know if
3: I was going to be a podium contender. I was. I just think be you out were. there <laughs> helping putting somebody on the podium. Um, yeah. So yeah, but anyway, um,
1: let's roll on to the next question, Matt. What's your question? I got a tough one for you guys. Are you guys ready for this, Lance? Are you ready? Mm-hmm.
2: I'm ready.
1: Roll okay. it. Okay. Name one or two things not to do during a race.
0: Triathlon or bike racing.
1: Doesn't matter. Could Just be for anybody. Could be a running race too. Because Let's
0: cause I'll tell you what, this is the beginning of
1: our race season. <laughs> yeah. We have talked about, you know, okay, here's a couple things for racing. Like here's things to do. Here's things to think about. Here's things we've talked about all this stuff. What should our <clears> listeners <throat> not do?
0: i have one that you should do in triathlon and one that you shouldn't do in cycling okay and it's the same one so i've seen this done back when i was in uh undergraduate school in ohio i had a very good friend of mine named florian strafe who was from france Mm -hmm. and in france They are very casual about men relieving themselves. Oh, this is what I was going to talk about. Anywhere, anywhere in in public. We would be riding. Now, this was 8 Ohio, so we're in rural Ohio. We would be on Main Street, and Florian would need to use the restroom, and he would pull over at the one stoplight. I mean, he could wait five minutes, and we would be in cornfields. But instead, he would debrief himself and pee right there. Just On the corner in the middle of 8 Ohio Main Street (laughs) now during a race once this was his first race when he was racing in America now he was a very strong French cyclist very very good and the race starts and he realizes that he has to pee so he just goes to the back and you know starts peeing off the side which in Europe is completely normal and if you're a professional cyclist riding in the Tour de France 120 mile stage it's something you do completely get it this is a 42 mile road race like the fact that you couldn't have decided to do that right before. Yeah. And he does it right in front of the like uh, cop official. guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the official cop guy. Yeah. Who's just so shocked by it. He's like you you can't do that. And Florian tells him to go do something with himself and uh, rides back nice. into the group. <laughs> <Mad> <laughs> I mean Flo- Florian the entire season was always doing things that like made the officials mad, no. but in a bike race in America, if it is not a Cat One, Two, Three race that's going north of seventy miles, just use the restroom before. Like that's, I don't think they're going to the back of the group, especially in more air races that are in very populated areas. You're not riding in the Tour de France, right? Like this is not something that you can just go to the back and be like, "All right, I'm going to hold onto the team car here while I take a leak out the side." Jeez. But yeah,
1: um, good one. Good one. In
0: triathlon, though, yes. You have to do that. You
1: have to pee yourself. I mean, if well, you don't have to. They if, have porta potties. All you know, you have options.
0: Yeah, but that's. I mean, still, you, you should probably it, just but pee yourself. The time yeah.
1: is the time is ticking. So. Wh-
0: which is a skill set, actually.
1: It, it is it not is. easy to
0: do to ride a bicycle and relieve yourself yeah. at the same time. Yeah.
1: Gotcha.
2: Lance? I think I've said I, I ruined a pair of shoes doing that. Oh,
0: yeah, man. I remember Lance talking about this. Got to yeah. wash
1: those shoes out if that's <laughs>
2: – I
0: won't burn do them. that
2: anymore.
1: <laughs> or burn them.
3: You got any uh, any little tips for us on that, that Lance, question there, Matt? Thing, Did I just take everybody's? Do.
2: My Yeah, other than don't pee yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one thing you, you cannot do is forget to drink or eat. Yeah. You've got to get some calories in you if you're racing somehow. And it, it is mm-hmm. easy to nutrition. get in
1: nutrition. There's something about nutrition.
2: The, yeah. Yeah, you you there it's easy to get into race mode and just put your head down and start hammering or or and and just and forget to try to keep in calories cuz once you're in a deficit that's really hard to to make up.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And Lance you're you're so right. I think racing is so different than training because Somebody who hasn't raced before can look at a 42-mile race and be like, well, I go outside in 42 miles and bring Harley maybe great. half a bottle. Yeah. yeah, half a bottle. But what you don't realize is during that race, you're burning right. matches left and right. Yeah. The difference between a two-hour effort at threshold and at zone one calorie burn-wise can be almost two times difference. You could burn close to 2,000 calories on a bicycle in an all-out two-hour effort. You could burn 800 calories in that same sort of time period if you're just soft pedaling the entire time. So understanding what that does to your body, you know, trying to bring in breaks all the time is important.
3: Gotcha. Um, you got anything for us not to do? Yeah. Don't change your routine. Um, yeah. On all fronts, don't change your food routine or your your dietary routine of what you typically eat before you go out and do a training session or a workout. Um, don't change up what you've got going on for that day. Don't like, I don't know. Yeah. Don't, don't show up to the race, um, make and, sure you and eat do sushi. everything different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You eat sushi before your <laughs> races. people. make sure. <laughs> <past> <laughs> Just don't change up your routine, like work your race into your routine. So it's like the normal protocol for you. And if you are typically used to say training at nighttime, mm-hmm. you need to start changing things up so that your yes. training starts to yes. happen in the morning because your body, believe it or not, will not perform the same way yep. right. if you're going to be training at a different time. So this
0: is, this is huge for triathletes yeah. because our race is start i mean what Super they, early there there are full ironmans that start like 6 30 a.m yep. and yep. for for me this year i'm starting even half an hour earlier than i'm used to yeah so yep. as a triathlete you better be getting up and getting your swims in early yep. i know that doesn't fit into everybody's schedule but like you better be used to swimming hard at the 6 a.m you know yep. really
1: early times yep so, how about you, Matt? Well, so when I was thinking about this, I, one of the videos that I want to make is basically um, th- whenever we have these hot seat questions, I'm like, okay, which videos am I coming, am I about to make, or have I recently made? And then it gives me ideas for hot seat questions and things like that. But um, the video is going to be um, like, don't try new things for races, which is basically your yeah. recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other way to think of it is like, test everything that you're going to use for racing. So, no new tires, no new. Um, no, even like, make sure you've tried the helmet, make sure you've tried the mm-hmm. sunglasses that you're going to use. Like yeah. you don't know how things are going to affect you. And what I saw in running a lot growing up was like, people would come in and you know, they'd want to buy a new pair of shoes for their marathon. That was tomorrow. <laughs> and yes. they want to buy a new kit or whatever. Yep. Cause they Oh, this yep. is going to look so cute on my race tomorrow. And I would always at that point, they probably have kind of already made that decision that they're gonna do whatever it is that they're gonna do, mm-hmm. and they don't want to hear some like snot-nosed kid like being like, "Yeah, you should probably wear <laughs> the shoes that you've been training in for your marathon tomorrow." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "No, no, no, I want the clean, nice, new shoes, whatever." And it's like, "Okay, <laughs> what good do luck. you know, kid? You haven't run a mile in your
0: life." Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you're so um, small.
1: So very similar to yours, Jake is just like, "Don't try anything crazy new. Like, test all the things." Test all the things. Does that make sense? Makes all all the sense in the world. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy. Tried and proven. And this is why
0: I think also. So like looking at a sport like running or triathlon, like we're not racing always as much as the cyclists are. So I feel like cyclists are like the experts of race day preparation. Like they for six months are racing basically every single weekend. So it's like cyclists get down what they are going to do the, the
1: Friday, Saturday before race, that's yep. on Sunday or a Friday before Saturday, it's, and Sunday it's, race it's because you have like a cycling season, yes. which you know, a lot of like if you're doing a marathon, like there's no marathon yeah. season. It's like you're, you got you're a marathon. marathon. yeah Same thing a yeah. lot with some of the triathlon stuff, yeah but growing up running, it was different cause you would have you a cross country season yeah. and you would race every weekend yeah. or an indoor track season. And this
0: is where I think it's important. If, if you are that triathlete who's got one big one, two, three big races for mm-hmm. a year or that runner who just has a marathon, do other little races yes so do a bike race yeah do a sprint triathlon uh in my case jump into a bunch of open run races right now like you know jump in a pool and do a master swim race like do little different races to give yourself that taste of preparing for a race right and i think that lessens the blow of all right uh let's take matt's case i've been training for ironman whistler for. Months and months and months and months and now race day is here and my anxiety is so built up because I haven't done right. a race
1: day in Oh, yeah 10 months. Yeah Well, and I I take it definitely at least one step further where it's like I, I Race myself into shape a little bit and that mm-hmm. a lot of that is like then you have all the gear kind of prepped and you kind of yep. know What to expect and I use a lot of those races again I get into some like I have I don't have as much of a problem with like race entry fees and things like that because mm-hmm. the races do get expensive but The um the gear and things like that like I test all that stuff in races Mm -hmm. so that you know it's like if I have some race like even Blue Lake you know it's what kind of it will be like one of our first races or at least one of my first races if I want to try something new no problem I can do it in that race which again I just said don't try new things in races but it's not that important of a race that I can Mm -hmm. test. Whatever it is that I want to test, yeah, exactly. Um, without too much of a consequence, if there's yeah. a problem, I probably won't test too much new stuff. But like, you kind of have to dial in nutrition. You have to mm-hmm. test all this stuff. You just don't want to make with- sure your aero position's good. Make sure yeah. the bike still works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully, some of that stuff is taken yep. care of before the race. But gotcha, mm-hmm. Lance. Do you have a hot seat question for us?
2: Um, you know, the the questions I always tend to come up with tend to have to do with goals yeah and i may have have asked this before but i i think it's good for us to kind of review it you know now that our season has kind of started a little bit what's what's the major goal you have for the season
1: Well, so you guys all know mine, like I've, I've definitely talked about this before and I've been pretty public about it. Like Ironman Whistler is definitely the premier goal for me for the, for the year, for the season. Mm -hmm. Um, and then with (laughs) that, within that, I'll break it up. I'll say like, you know, goal is to get there and be healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, next goal is like to finish that race, you know? And then I think some stretch goals would be like, um, you know, potentially try to do well in my age group. Uh, you know, I would love to PR. I just don't think it it might, that might not be a realistic goal, but I mean, absolutely. If I were to get close to a personal record, that would be huge. Um, so some things like that for sure, but they all revolve around that Whistler race. So hopefully I can get there healthy.
0: Yeah.
2: Love that. What's yep. going to hold
1: you back from hitting a 955? I guess it, Whistler's a tough course. course. Very, yeah. very
2: tough course. Tough, yeah. Tough course. Yeah. yeah. So
3: is, is there a way to kind of compare the two together? Is there like a, a handicap that you can put on Whistler? Like you know, if you did 955 in, in Arizona. Well, it's just one of those things. How does that translate?
1: Oh, I mean, if I was 9:59, you know, 9:59 and 9. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like 10 hours is such a big, you know, barrier number that like if you're 10 hours and five minutes, like it's just not as much fun. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) uh, you know, breaking 10 hours, I'd be super pleased with that, even if I didn't break 9:55. Um, You know, is there a handicap there? I don't know exactly how I would. Figure that out. It probably would all come down to the bike and so many biking over so many hills. Yeah, but yeah. It, it could how, be how much elevation minutes. gain there is on yeah. that
0: bike. I actually yeah. think this year's is a new course, correct? correct. And I think that the elevation gain is almost ten thousand feet. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I think Seriously? I think even a ten thirty is very comparable to Arizona's nine fifty five. Yeah. Honestly,
3: yeah. that's nearly a thousand feet per ten miles that you're riding. It's, it's huge, just yeah. a little bit under that. That almost which, puts it into like which bike do I feet? ride? Yeah. Yeah. Which, which are you, you contemplating that. that right
1: now? I've thought about it. And, um, <clears throat> you're, you know, typically anytime you, um, aerodynamics typically trump. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to, because what you can do is you can look at your average miles per hour that you will go, that you will hold for the 112 and aerodynamics will trump, you know, basically climbing. Unless you you know, end up climbing up to a finish line, then you end up using your aerodynamics pretty. Or impressive. if it's a very, but
0: those aren't incredibly technical descents, right? They're pretty straightforward descents.
1: Yeah. Some of them are straight. So, and you, you know, um, I'd rather
0: be on the aero bike on a pretty yeah. straightforward descent. And you
3: guys comfortable on the drops, like flying downhill.
0: I'm
1: comfortable to a certain degree. Or not the drops, but the bike. Once, once I get, we're going to make you comfortable this summer. I, we'll, yeah. Well, well get there. I mean, maybe yeah. it's like, Basically, you get to 50 miles an hour, which you can do on that course, and things. That's fast. Mm-hmm. That's, it is. That's scary fast. Yeah. So,
3: do you stay in the aero bars or do you go on the
1: base bar? Uh, you should stay in the aero bars, but I at that point, basically anything kind of over 40 or 45 is basically where I'll be like, I'm gonna put, you know, I'm gonna sit up just a touch, and probably, I mean. I'll probably do the lean over and get my hands out mm-hmm. a little bit because they're more stable that way. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. Do you know,
0: I, I kinda like the for uh to tri- know what I'm talking about here. You're so underneath the arrow pad you still have some base bar pace uh base base bar yeah. space yeah. right there. So I'll usually squeeze my hands underneath there and hold in. So your elbows are and in the arrow. I'll kinda get yeah. my chin almost onto the arrow bars
3: it's kind of I where I like more control else. there. Have you ever been in I that do, position yeah. and caught something that kind of gave the wobble yes. and like scared the crap out of you? Uh
0: speed so when I was at Worlds in Chattanooga, uh I got into that position on the descent, started going about 54-55 <sighs> miles an hour. I was that was the first time in my life I was descending well, I'll say, cuz I that, that that was the race of the year for me so I was like I'm just going to go all out here and I hit a pothole. And oh. saw my entire life flash before my eyes for a second. Oh, so, geez. yeah,
3: <laughs> that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I, it
0: was not my bike handling; it was luck that kept me on the bike there. But, Jeez.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, for the, you're going to be up there doing that race too, right? Uh, not, not this season, but
0: I will be up there supporting Matt. is my uh, Is my plan actually? So you're going to fly up there,
3: or you're going to drive up there, whatever. Right. It is.
0: Yeah, Ka- uh, Cassie and I are going to drive up there and do a training weekend.
3: So. So how mm-hmm. how do you recommend that somebody that's going to be going out on that kind of a course? How do you, yeah? How do you guys know for sure which bike is going to be the best bike? Yeah.
0: So this is you. You ask a great question, but here's 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 the thing: is I think that that course has enough rolling sections in it too, to where I still think you get more of a benefit on the aero bike. Gotcha. Now I would not have a disc for that course. Gotcha. I I would say you go if you have. 404s 808s was as deep as you would ever go but i think 404s would be more more where you want to be yeah um matt may be racing and these seven eights which i think would be perfect because the seven eights for envy are really light yeah but that's the course where i think weight actually really matters and this is where matt's going to have um an advantage over i think a lot of um, a lot of the, the triathlon field is because those stronger cyclists usually in triathlon are bigger guys. Like, you know, usually guys yeah. who kind of come from cycling and can put out a little bit more power. Yeah. Matt being a smaller frame guy on a course with almost 10,000 feet of elevation gain. Yeah. His legs are going to be okay for that run. Cause yeah. he's not having to push 185 pounds uphill. He's only having to push Matt. Right. What do you weigh? 102 pounds or something like that. So
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's you've done how many Ironman?
2: I've done three of them.
3: What's the most elevation gain that you've dealt with on a particular Ironman?
2: So uh, two of the Ironmans I did were in Ironman Florida. And I don't know, there's like 100 five feet. feet of elevation yeah. gain for the whole race. <laughs> Negative five Stupid. feet. For the it's, there's a speed bump yeah. somewhere. <laughs> but the other one I did was Ironman Canada. And it was back when yeah. they held the race in Penticton. And I wanna say it was we went over two mountain passes during that course and I wanna say it was like six or seven thousand yeah, feet of climbing. A, I don't That's a remember, lot for Iron it, Man. Yeah. Yeah. Made but, sense for but you I to stay. I'm
3: oh, sorry, it made sense for you to stay on a time trial bike for that though, correct?
2: I, I think in a in a triathlon, regardless of elevation gain, you're going to be faster on a time trial bike. Gotcha. And I mm-hmm. think I think um Evan kind of nailed it the difference is whether you run a disc in the back or not and that would depend on wind conditions mm-hmm. yeah and I think so. that there
1: are triathlons where they have like an Alpe d'Huez triathlon where you bike straight up that one I'm, I'm taking right. a road bike so yeah there right. are there yeah. are very far and few situations where you would not use a TT bike I can't think of any yeah. Ironman races obviously that would would fall into that category but it's you basically have to have I a net incline and it has to be a certain grade because even does, if you're...
0: Does Whistler have the most elevation of any Ironman race I right it, now with it, the it new w-
1: course? It will, yeah, because this will be the first time that they've done this
0: course. What's the and, other, there's, there, there's a course in Europe that has a ton too. I don't know. I can't think I off the know. top of my head, but I can't ten, almost 10,000 feet is, I know for cyclists, they're like, oh, that's a typical training camp ride <laughs> over that distance. But for, a for an Ironman, yeah. that,
3: that's the reason why I ask. Uh, yeah. that, why I ask. Uh, yeah. I'm so really curious about this. Yeah. That is a, that's a big day on and a bike is, to climb 10,000 feet. And this feet. is the
0: other thing to think about with a road bike. On a road bike, yes, you can put out more power and it's better for climbing. But the other thing is you're putting out more power, which means yeah,
3: you're your run, legs, your run legs
0: are going to be toast. And I can say that after. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So so I brought my road bike for this weekend in um, Bellingham. Yeah. Don't Bellingham. get me wrong. I loved training with the guys while they're on their aero bikes. And I'm, I know I'm putting out more power in my road bike and getting good training there. But those runs off the bike felt hard because when you're on a road bike and you're climbing a ton, it's, yeah, you're climbing great, but. Now you get off and your quads are not liking
3: you very much. So, yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Um, Is it my turn? Let's go, Jake. Jake, let's
0: hear your (laughs) goals.
3: Um, What is something that you would say? Jake, did you say goals? Oh, my goals? I thought we we were moving on to my question. We
2: never got to Evan or Jake. Oh, okay. (laughs) We got to the
3: important part, though. Yeah. All right. I'm boring. I, I I just want to get back to being me. That's just my only thing. I don't have... I, I didn't. I don't want to put any pressure on myself of performance goals for this year, other than just trying to get back to being me and getting healthy within my my body. Here, I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm still dealing with, and I've still got a ways to go. I'm definitely a heck of a lot better, mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm just not myself. And. When I can comfortably say that I am racing at the level that I was at, um, prior to this at a cat two level, then I'll be a happy camper. And until then it's just going to be continuing to keep the nose to the grind and, and just kind of try and keep doing everything that I can to get strong. And, and I'm going
0: to, I'm going to play devil's advocate here and kind of call BS on that because Jake's shape right now in fitness is what he was last year. This time it's not, Oh yeah. I mean, you, you, you PR to Jack Frost.
3: I don't tell when I don't know what <laughs> there was not a tailwind you're there. like let me come up with an excuse insert excuse I don't know. I'll tailwind, say yeah. like I said on I the last podcast arrow. I listened to, I listened to you guys on the podcast that we talked about time that's trialing that's it, and I tried a different position I think it was a little bit more aerodynamic my power don't give numbers, us
0: credit here we have no idea what we're talking <laughs> yeah, about wind. are you kidding me
3: <laughs> my power numbers were less now granted that could have been because I forgot to calibrate my tailwind. Exactly <laughs> So it's tailwind. Yeah. no I, I'm not I'm,
1: I'm just not back there now yeah there's a lot to it, right? There's different parts of racing and bike handling and all these different things that I'm sure are that right there. So Mm -hmm.
3: yes, I might have, um, decent fitness but my whole body it's it's like once you yeah. the higher you get in, yeah. in racing mm-hmm. the more you have to be a complete all around person mm-hmm. and i'm just i've got too many weak links right now like my core mm-hmm. is a weak link my upper body strength is a weak link mm-hmm. my flexibility is a weak link um, yeah. you know just bike handling skills right now are still kind oh. of a weak link mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. granted the fact that i've gotten back on the mountain bike and i can, and i feel comfortable going out to do that Mm-hmm. this past weekend was a huge vote of confidence for me to know that I could finish that. granite. I finished like with like, less than fumes in the tank, if you will, <laughs> mm-hmm. my shoulder. But that was a huge vote of confidence for me because yeah. um, being able to get back on the mountain bike, we've talked about this before. It's a good cross training uh, component yeah. Yeah. for me. And even like when I was doing my, um, my ride, Gosh, what was it on Friday? It was the day before I was going Mm -hmm. out to do my leg openers and I was going out to kind of get some bike handling skills on the mountain bike before the race, just to know for sure, for sure that I was in a good spot. Um, It felt so good. Like I was riding the, the, the mountain bike on the road going uphill to get out of the saddle, Lock out yeah. all of the suspension and just to rock that thing back and forth, and you feel yourself engaging like your your core muscles, your your hips a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You, you feel your back engaging and your whole shoulder girdle like engaging a little bit differently. I felt my muscles working out, and I joked with the guys at the the race this past week, and everybody kept coming up to me like, "How'd your shoulder do? How'd your shoulder do?" I said, "You know what? It was like doing a month of physical therapy in an hour and forty five minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. it's like doing a month of Evan's stupid push up workouts. Yeah, but my- <laughs> you know what? I, I wouldn't have been able to." To do it without you, without going to physical therapy, well, I would not have been able to complete that that process. You,
0: you you committed to a very hard strengthening program as soon as we were able to, which yeah. I think is definitely paid dividends. But I but, but I agree with you. I think I think for Jake Goldwise this year, I think everybody at this table and Lance knows Jake can throw out results. But like you said, oh, yeah. I know I know in those open one-two fields when you get into those group sprints. Yeah, I mean, that is a whole, it is, it's a power fest. And it's not just how much wattage you can put through the pedals. It's yeah.
3: You know, when I'm racing with the the pro one twos out Mm -hmm. at at like PR, for instance, I'm not going to be the fastest guy out there because there's guys that are half my age that are faster and stronger than me, but I can keep up with them. If you were to go Mm -hmm. put me in there right now and say, go keep up with them. I don't think that's going to happen. And that's what I'm Mm going to use as my litmus test as to whether or not I'm getting back there. If I can get in there and I can finish in a top 10, uh, at a, portland international raceway road bike race Mm -hmm. with say 50 other people i know that i'm doing better and you know i maybe someday i'll get strong enough and maybe they'll encourage me enough to you Mm -hmm. know train a little bit harder so i can try and get on a podium in one of those races but um i've just got a lot of work to do and and i'm doing it and i i'm fine with that i you make a good point calling bs on me that's that's fine (laughs) well but i don't i'm not trying to put that pressure on myself because if i do that then i'm just going to get frustrated because i'm not there and Mm -hmm. that's one thing that i've learn through this whole process is it's much better for your, you know, your psyche. If you just take things one day at a time mm-hmm. and just take the little wins where you can get them and just kind of stack those on top of yeah. each other. So it's just like every day I'd turn a page yeah. you know, throwing out all these cliches, turn a page and start yeah. writing it. <laughs> another well, page was... in, in, the,
0: in, a, in a chapter of, of yeah. this book that you're going through. What was, what was the group sprint that you crashed in last year? Cause I remember before that race we were talking and you, and you kind of like re- reflected the same thing. You're like, I hope I can just be there. Like when
3: the yeah. move happens, I got taken out at cherry pie, the cherry pie. And you race. were in
0: position to, I mean, I know, yeah. you know, we can always throw out what ifs you were very well in a position there to be really, you know, con- contending for that podium there.
3: There were a couple sprinters that I know can throw down. Yeah. They didn't make it to the final, yeah. the, the final part of that race. So, uh, and I'm kind of sizing people up and I know that there were a couple really strong guys there. Mm-hmm. And as a matter of fact, there was one of them who went down as well. That he's was probably that the guy
0: right in front of you. That went down. Who was uh, that? He
3: was to my right. Okay. Um, but anyway, the, just looking around and kind of sizing myself up, I'm like, I've got legs. Mm-hmm. And I look. I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, I think I've got them. I think I can throw down more power. And if I get the right wheel and everything kind of lines up the way that it was, I've got a pretty good chance of landing on the podium and, and maybe even at the top of the podium. Mm-hmm. I do. I. I that that's kind of a pipe dream, and we'll never know. And that that race still bothers me to this I day. Know. I still no, play it out and like, what would have happened if we didn't go down? Well, that, down. How just would have that to video is tough to watch because yeah. your
0: positioning was so good. That, that 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 is a tough video to watch. I can't imagine being the person in that <laughs> position. For us watching it, it's yeah. tough because it just so...
3: seeing the guys finish, I'm like, I could have beat that guy. The guy that yeah. won, I could have beat him. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. tis tis bike racing. So, yeah. but that's my goal for this year is just to continue taking it one day at a time and get a little bit stronger. And then hopefully by the end of this, this calendar year, I can be somewhat close to where I was at before I crashed. But I, I don't, that's nothing. I don't even know if I'll ever get back to that point. Honest to God, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Evan, did
1: you talk about your goals for the, no, do you want to, I bet you yeah. Goal it up? <laughs>
3: no, I've been, I've been pretty
0: public. I don't, I don't yeah. want to be like, like for me going into this season, just because I've been lucky to stay healthy, you know, mm-hmm. knock on wood and, I definitely have not had to go through what Jake has had to go through the last nine going on 10 months here. For for me, I'm being very honest with what I expect of myself so that I can actually keep myself honest, too. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with being disappointed if I don't hit these. Like, I understand that some of these goals probably won't happen, but I would like to go under four hours this year and a half Ironman. That would be neat. Um, whether that's this one coming up wow. in Galveston or probably... You know, I think I could have a shot at Santa Cruz. It's a tough course, but I think yeah. I've, I could have a shot and uh, maybe doing one other pretty fast one, maybe Boulder 73 or um, Palm right. Springs 73 down the season. Okay. Those would be the type of courses that it could maybe happen right. on. Um, it won't happen at Chattanooga. No. Chattanooga is way too tough of a course, so I'm not even going to put that pressure on. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, if I do Pacific Crest, I know it's not going to happen there. Nope. Um. So, yeah, that's you know, my, my first goal, like my achievable goal is under 410 in three weeks. And that's, that's almost to me like a requirement goal. Like if I don't do that, I'm going to be very heavily disappointed in myself.
1: Well, like, I don't know if you sh- the, the t- these time goals are very difficult, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm saying this completely hypocritically, but I, you know, I was just talking about breaking. Tone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, uh, you just don't know what the weather's going to be like, yeah. you don't know What the wind's going to be like, you don't know even what the competition might Race be dynamics, like, yeah. you know, so I don't know. Don't get too hung up on four ten. Yeah. You know? I mean, just think of it like season opener and an opportunity to go fast, potentially. Yeah. It, and it there's might be. and
0: there's gonna be yeah. some really fast guys at Galveston. So yeah. honestly, instead of for for me, just season goals going into this year is just to not be intimidated on any start line. Like when, you know, I mean, uh one guy who I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure Matt Hansen has just oh, yeah. said he's gonna be at Galveston. Oh, that's cool. Um, one of the best American Iron Maners right now, one of the best at Kona, one yeah. I mean probably he's, top five right he's now in America. Super legit and he can run yeah and yeah. so just being able to toe the line with him is is i'm lucky to do so you know going up to that line and not feeling like i need to give anybody any space or you know yeah. respect them but not respect them at the same time right at the start of the race you know i'm gonna do my best not being an elite swimmer to not get busted around and i'm gonna make sure that you know i do everything i can to get onto a pack in that swim right. so
1: race date on that one again is april it's like the
0: second weekend in april second weekend in april okay oh. yeah um, let me look actually. I think it's yeah, yeah, it's coming up though early April. yeah, so goals wise though that's that's basically it is go under four hours or second goal would be try to uh, creep into a top ten this year at some point. yeah,
1: I think that's very mm-hmm. reasonable, yeah. Crazy times, crazy times. Jake, do you have a hot seat question for the group? Did Lance answer his own question, though? Oh, no. Yeah, I want to hear Lance's answer to this, too. Is your goal to yeah. be in Hawaii on the beach? Because uh, you
0: already
2: made that goal. Yeah, my goal, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, what I'm really hoping to be able to do this year, and you guys have, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm, I'm just hoping to get back on a, on a podium. You know, after moving up categories, I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get on a podium in a cross race and hopefully get on a podium in a in a road race. So that's those are kind of my.
3: Someone has a new uh, cross aging uh, racing age this year.
2: Oh yeah, I'm so excited about that. So I'm I'm 48. I turned 49 this year, but um, next uh, the your cross racing age right. is the same. It's the age that you turn in the year that the season finishes. Well, the cross season goes past December into January and February, which means I will be 50 next year, which means I can race in the 50-plus categories during the cross cyclocross season this year. I thought
0: you were
3: 38. (laughs) (laughs) So some people might be saying, oh, 50, that sounds old. No, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> Cross racing at the age of 50 is insane. How many guys are like past like national champions or just like state champions racing up here in the Ober racing circuit?
2: Yeah. It, in And th- there'll be, there's, there's four or five of those guys that are past national champions or past elite level cyclocross races. So the, the, <clears throat> the 50 field is not a step back. It will still be, um, yeah, these hombres are
3: fast. <laughs> so you could still—they could probably still go race in the elites and still hang, correct? For the most part, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, some of them can. This yeah. is
0: not. This is not an old comment. Yeah. So everybody take this with a grain of salt. I feel like cyclocross would be a really hard sport to do beyond the age of fifty. Like
1: yeah, right? that is a mean, brutal sport. If you're, it's so I think. It does. as yeah. I think as you get older, like falls are more difficult, and um, I think. It's like the where quickness
0: you're... off the bike is what I'm thinking yeah. of. Is like the, the the quick, twitchy nature of cyclocross. Yeah, I'm getting 40, I'm getting some though, looks man. from the older people at the <laughs> table here. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I should probably stop right now. Lake, Lake, can you come over here real quick and help me out? <laughs>
2: like, yeah. Lake is asleep in that hammock right there. Nice work, Lake. <laughs>
3: Does Lake fall into that millennial category? (laughs) I'm pretty sure Lake's firmly in that millennial category. Uh, (laughs) I'm a a pretty bad representative of the millennial population. (laughs) Um, I got a question for you. You guys might need to take a second to think about this one. But Uh, um, what is something in either cycling or triathlon that has become cliche? No. That is it's just like one of those things you're like, oh, come on, man. You got to stop with that or you don't do that anymore or stop using that or stop going there. What is something out there in the, the cycling land or triathlon? Land? What about
1: like the, the triathletes don't know how to bike? I mean, it's, it's cliche because there's we have that reputation of mm-hmm. that being the case. There are very good um, cyclocross racers that race triathlon. Mm-hmm. There are cases that there are cases that in some ways that you know that disprove that cliche but at the same time i you know i sometimes when you're time trialing on smooth roads or whatever the cycling is dumbed down enough that yes like you know the triathletes aren't necessarily the best bike handling skills but i do think that that's kind of that stereotype for sure that triathletes I'll don't have a bike
0: i'll take that a step further okay so i'm not trying to sound like an elitist here but when we're talking about the pro triathletes are very good amateur triathletes. Yeah. These groups of people were <clears throat> uh, and are elite at one or two of the sports right? Right. of the three. And I'm really tired of things like slow twitch. Does everybody here know what slow twitch is? This is mm. a website. For slow a twitch, twitch is like, yeah. I, I apologize if anybody's a huge fan of slow twitch listening to this, but there's no bigger group of couch warriors than slow twitch. Uh-huh. You got yeah. a bunch of people getting on there talking trash about elite, like, you know people in endurance sports in general and the trash that they talk and the venom that they talk with is unbelievable And it's 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 those comments like on Facebook when you read you're like, who are you like? Yeah. it's this like this is the venom danger. ridden co- you know comment on somebody who like you don't even know the anonymous Yeah, you know internet keyboard are, are
1: somewhat dangerous, but yeah, right?
0: I read I read one where they were talking about could the ITU triathletes be professional in any of the three sports and there were people on there saying no there's no way in heck and you look at some of these guys I mean so a Christian Blumenfeld for example has an FTP of over 400 watts
3: that's insane and
0: yeah. is not a big big guy he's a he, he's a guy who also runs under 30 minutes for a 10k if you gave that guy one season he could be a pretty solid cyclist and he could also probably be good runner. very good runner yeah it's it's not like out of this world to think that these guys are elite in in these sports they just have a massive amount of training volume in three sports right and do most of them have one sport where they would have no shot at being a pro at probably if you're a great swim biker you may not have a shot at ever being a pro runner right. or if you're a great bike runner you may not ever have a shot of you know lining up against you know a group of professional swimmers but I, I I completely agree with Matt. I think that's an old adage that kind needs to go away because at the top end of the triathlon sport, there's a lot of
1: elite guys coming in and out of that. Yeah, now. and you have people coming from professional yeah. biking into yeah. the, you know into triathlon. Cameron Worf whatever it is, rode right? for Cannondale for in the yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting. I mean. Mm-hmm. Does he have bike handling skills? I assume he does. I'm pretty sure, After I'm sure right, the you tour would, he does. Yeah, you put All of us to shame, I assume. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, OK. I think it's you know, you, you have these things because, you know, they're steeped in history of of, you know, what our sport has been. And mm-hmm. that's OK like yeah we have that reputation and that's okay so yeah <laughs> to contradict your point sure there's e- that's easy <laughs> <laughs>
3: there's gonna be an easy one to argue so, you can use me for an example you get triathletes and you know and i'm not gonna i don't want to throw my wife under the bus here but she's sure. a, she's a good example of this uh-huh. of somebody that has been a running person for a while now and right. she's getting better at running you know right. she's she's starting to you know get more prs and she's getting faster and she's layering up over the years now uh and now she's decided to take on triathlon now she's got no Really, no bike handling skills at all, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because she just doesn't have a history of riding a bike. A she's lot. new to biking, but right? she's—you mm-hmm. know what? She's getting stronger on the bike. Yeah, you know how? She's sitting on a trainer, That's what have to and know. she's yep. not getting that the the those crucial bike yeah. handling skills. So, and speaking in that breath, there are a lot of people that come to the sport and realize like. I really want to do this. This could be fun. This could be my new thing. I just don't have time to do all of these things. Right. You know, it's super convenient getting up before the sun comes up mm-hmm. sitting on the trainer and getting my fitness workout in, yeah. or doing the same thing after work, Yep. Mm-hmm. they're not getting bike handling skills but, and then they go out to a race and then all of a sudden there's yes. other people out there and you're riding in the world world and you're yeah. crashing all so, over the place. I think
1: this is a new yeah. phenomenon. I think this is new, and I think this is. I'm placing all the blame on Zwift, <laughs> and and I'm not necessarily. Um, I wouldn't just tie this down to uh, triathletes because you definitely are going to see this. I've heard I, this in the cycling world too. I think you're going to uh, see this, uh, in this. from, from
0: friends of mine who race one two. They say that there are guys who come out of the winter in the one two three fields. Yeah, who it's like they haven't bring in a group in four months
1: yeah i think we're gonna see more of this in the next couple years and i think it literally is like i'm blaming swift and it's gonna be a lot of people i'm guessing it's more people in the four fives that have all this power and don't know how to handle it which i mean that's i'm i'm Lacking both I, of those problems, I would don't have love the power, to have
0: <laughs> enough power that I couldn't handle yeah. it. That would be yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I unfortunately can handle my small amount of power. So. Right. Yeah, push <laughs> so, those hundred watts. Yeah.
3: A, most yeah. people in triathlon, where, what background do they most typically come from?
0: Yeah, that's a great question because we even encro- quote. I haven't seen any stats on that. I th- if you had to take a guess, Matt, what would you say? Um, running. or that's what that, what that I was going to be they my guess. Was running. They typically don't running. come
1: from biking backgrounds. So, and that's the easiest one for them to to
3: learn how to do efficiently. Yep. I came from a
0: simultaneous background. I started road racing the same year that I started triathlon, actually. So, you're
3: going to go against the grain of that stereotype because
0: you've got those. But I did realize that that was not common. Yeah. So,
1: you you do get like people that have swam growing up swimming and they do triathlon, and you get people that were runners and they come in and they do triathlon. And you get a lot of people that didn't do sports growing mm-hmm. up and they come in and they want to do triathlon. Or did
0: baseball or soccer or sure. football. Yeah. So I know I, a lot of
1: hockey players who got into triathlon.
0: Yeah. Actually, I know a lot of hockey players who became really good cyclists.
3: That makes sense. Well, what do you look at those guys' legs? Not, oh not my for nothing, gosh. but a lot of their strength and conditioning coaches use structured cycling programs to work yeah. on their, their fitness. Same thing
0: with rowers. Yeah. Rowers. Oh my yeah. gosh, That's some of the best cyclists of. I've met come from rowing. Yeah. 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 I so mean weird. similar move you, you think about your you know it's a very similar comparable motion. <laughs>
3: yeah. So Matt you you say that that's a, a cliche that you'd like to see go away. It's um
1: Oh, I'd love to see it go away. I'd love to see our people start I'd love <laughs> to see triathletes having better bike I think me and skills. Matt have to
0: get a little bit faster before it's um, <laughs> just going to go away.
1: I don't think it's going away. I don't think that stereotype or cliche will go away. Yeah.
3: Here's my tip to those people who are triathletes that feel like they don't have great bike handling skills. Bike race. Buy a mountain bike and go ride uh, your mountain you bike. There you go, yeah. yeah. You don't have to you, go race. Just should,
1: go ride a mountain bike. Jake yeah. should be looking directly at me when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> I invited you to go, <laughs> I, go out last week, yeah. but you were at home with a sick kid. Yeah, yeah. I told I, I you, I I you had to had jump on kids. the cross
3: bike. And we can so go. so,
0: so I'll defend the cyclist comment on this too for, from Jake. I yeah. think also where that comes from, and this is what I'm just trying to remember what I was always picked on, because it was always funny. Even coming from cycling, yeah. I was always called the triathlete with cycling. I could never finish a race ever to save my life. Yeah. I would get in the final groups and there was no chance I was ever gonna win that sprint. Yeah. And everybody knew there was zero chance I was gonna win that sprint. And you know why? It's because the guy's the triathlete, and that's why. So I can see where that comes from. You very rarely are gonna meet a triathlete that has some awesome like Kick. yeah,
3: like five second power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're the the roadie out there who's having issues because uh, you got no bike-hailing skills because you spend way too much time on Zwift, like Matt said, um, join a team. And don't go join... Justin Wagner, if you're listening to this, we love you. We love ODZ, <laughs> and you guys are all great. But I join, join an IRL team, an in-real-life team, so you can go ride your bike outside, not inside on a trainer with the ODZ boys. Yeah. Um, they're great. Yes. Love them. They're doing good stuff. But um, We have to
0: have Justin come in to defend himself on here now. <laughs> no, he's he is, he's <laughs> he a defendants. very well-liked
1: person, oh, and he absolutely. also
0: puts out probably about 100 more watts than I do on the bike. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: he's he, he is part of a team, I think. Mm-hmm. He is. Texas. And... Has he started
0: racing outside this season yet? Do we know? Uh, I think they
2: have, de- they, he, he, he has done a couple of races yeah. outside. Yep, How, yeah. How is he
0: doing, Lance? Do you know?
2: Oh yeah, I think he made the podium in in one.
3: Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Go, Justin. Yeah. 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 yeah we got to touch base with that boy one of these days. We do. That yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. He's We're gonna best. check and see if you're listening, uh, Justin. If you are, hit us up on Facebook. <laughs> yell yell angrily at us if you are. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. He puts uh, a
1: lot of time on the trainer, though. He does. Just, yeah. He does. Yeah, him and Evan, they could be the best of friends
3: yeah, at the same time of the day, too. <laughs> we do, yeah. <laughs> Lance, you got anything for us cliche that, that
0: you...
2: Um, I, I think uh, one is that uh, old guys can't be fast. No. Hey, uh, there you go. One. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Lance.
2: <laughs> or or uh, uh, millennials can't use technology. Well, that's <laughs> maybe, just true. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm I'm just joking. I think the old guys can't be fast is a is a cliche that maybe maybe that's just what I I hear my non-cycling friends say to me. But then you get in the cycling community and find these old guys that just crush you. So
0: do do you know what's and, awesome about the endurance world though? And I realized this with triathlon too, Lance. And I'm sure you heard this. There's almost this adage of like. Oh, you'll be good at that distance when you get older, like as you build up over the years and years. Yeah. And I mean, yes, there's definitely a I think I think there's a peak point there. I'm not sure if anybody in their who's 58 Did or 59 is being like, "Oh, yeah, I'll nail that Ironman PR once I'm 73 and have 50 years under my belt." But yeah. you know, I think Right. there, there, there is this right. kind of cool part of endurance sports where you're right, it's it's unlike other things in life at the end of the day where I think years and years of built up experience and endurance volume does breed benefits you know and i it's it's not like playing basketball i mean Mm -hmm. well i i I would love to hear somebody come on this podcast and prove me wrong that you could get better at basketball as you age but i think that it it's not like those quick twitch sports in that sense yeah
2: yeah yep that's all good that's all for me
3: Mm -hmm. anybody else got one to share evan what was yours we've always had my, my, mine was the podium, the podium. Yeah. Gotcha. We've definitely talked about
1: yeah. just cyclists being a holes and oh, you're
3: like. stealing my math. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that, that I'm going to just throw my thing sure. out there. The whole thing that's cliche mm-hmm. is the elitist attitude. I'm hoping that's yeah. becoming cliche and I've been working really hard and a lot of other people around just to kind of, <laughs> <laughs> to, to make that go away and make yeah. the new norm be like, you know, I, I love the, the, whole thing you're never too pro to wave like wave to people say hi com- build community network yeah. be fun you know go out there and be competitive but be a nice person at the same time mm-hmm. be welcoming to new people make that elitist attitude that cyclists have had tied to them that stigma that they've had tied to them for far too many years make that cliche and if you're going to be cliche then beat it you know so yeah that's yeah. just my two cents
0: i agree i think it's just yeah. that races also I think the 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 way to battle that elitist attitude is if you are one of those elites at a bike race, after the race go up and talk to like a four or five or somebody who just did the race, like ju- just did one of their first road races, and ask them how their race was. I think I think where sometimes that adage comes from, and this is in the lower levels and the higher levels, you get the person who after the race, all they are going to talk about is their race, yeah. period.
1: Which I think is okay. I mean, like, so we should do this with triathlon races, right? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there are some people that are going to be like, wow, Evan, you won that race, like, starry eyes, whatever. That's cool. But, like, at the same time, there's going to be a lot of people that want to talk to you and tell you about their race. And how I'm they much more interested in somebody sure. else's race after the and race. And that's cool. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we, we need to do a better job of, like, taking the time to listen or engage those people yeah. or whatever it is. And it's like, to, you know, to, to like, me,
0: it's much more exciting to see somebody light up. I'll, I'll say blue lakes an awesome example. Yep. I love going to blue lake and seeing the dialed tri members who are doing like one of their first triathlons. Yeah. Nobody should be asking me about my race there. My race there is boring. I have done a lot of these trathlons. This one is not topping yep. the list in excitement. I want to hear about somebody's race who just did a triathlon for the first time and got their goggles filled with water and got kicked in the head at the buoy and had no idea what to do and got lost and had to grab onto the boat. That's a so much more exciting story. Same thing with like a bike race. Like, I mean, yes, a one, two, three race can be very exciting, but I know Jake gets true enjoyment from hearing somebody who's been on the trainer and terrified of getting into a bike race, going out in that four or five field and actually hung onto the group. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exciting that's to awesome. hear. Yeah. And see, like, there's, there's something about watching somebody explain that for the first time. Yeah. Versus watching like the old disheveled veteran, like describe yeah. a group sprint again. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's something not that exciting about that versus something really exciting being like, oh, yeah. And then we got in this weird pace line thing where everybody was rotating. And I remember what Jake had told me about, yeah. you know, make sure you only hold up there for five seconds and don't way accelerate ahead. Because then the guy <laughs> will yell at me. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um have we all shared our cliche things? Yes. Everybody did. We're all cliched out. Anybody got any last little hot seat questions yep. they want to throw out there? I think Lance has one. Lance, you got one? Or no, are you just agreeing with us that you got No,
2: I don't, I don't have any more. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. talking to the
3: ocean out there. <laughs> all right, I've got one more that I'm going to put out there real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll jump into one last thing after that. If you guys were forced to sit down with a piece of paper and a pencil and design a race that could be anything do you guys have Ooh. anything in the back of your mind that could make for something really cool? It could be any yeah. kind of race. So what would it be?
0: Okay. okay. So so I've been, I've been actually thinking about this because I've been looking at adventure races as soon as I okay. actually want to have fun with sports. So <laughs> Someday. <laughs> um, there's these cool swim series where they do a swim, run, swim, run, swim,
1: run, and they island hop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those Okay, so. Yeah. These are cool. They, you have to go with a partner a lot of times. Yes. Okay. You have to be yeah. tethered
0: to a partner. Those are cool. I think it would be really cool to add mountain biking into there, like off-road mountain biking. Totally. There you go. And oh. you got to like island hop, so it's got to be like, okay, you swim from island A to island B, you bike yeah. across island B, you swim from island C to island D, yeah. and then you run across that
1: island, and there's the race. <laughs> I agree. I think that would be amazing. That would be so much fun. That it would be pretty cool. And you I could even l-
0: set that up for like 12 or 13 people you know?
1: Yeah. I like the idea of a race where you finish somewhere, like you go, like you are. Destination race. Yeah. Well, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know yeah we're racing or whatever but you are actually traversing this area to get to something Mm -hmm. right like i don't know we've all done this probably especially it's easier with biking than running or swimming or whatever where you like oh i need to go pick up some gatorade at the grocery store so you go bike over there and it's kind of like we you know you're accomplishing locomotion by doing whatever it is with you know the, Mm -hmm. the thing that you're passionate about biking or whatever but i like the you know the idea of like island hopping to get somewhere yeah um I would, you know, I'm, I definitely think there's some fun mixes for sure. I would love to see some sort of race where you swim, you know, you hop out, you know, a triathlon and where you, you know, swim, get out, maybe get on the bike and just climb, like just climbing or whatever. You Mm -hmm. climb up to something and then trail run afterwards. I would love to have a race like that where it's just kind of, you know, again, somewhere overland triathlon thing. I mean, if you remember, you know, from from what, what was that September when you did that, that was neat because there was no. You know, it was just like, I guess we're going to, um, you know, swim here because the finish line's over there. Like we have to swim across the lake, like to mm-hmm. get this to this spot or whatever it is. It, it was a cool setup for sure. And I think that there's room for those races to potential, like something like that that could be mm-hmm. popular. Um, again, you kind of have to even and more so than like cycling races or triathlon, you kind of have to throw times out the window, you know, like what's people are always, what's your, how many miles per hour were you going? Like, that doesn't matter. Like we're climbing straight uphill. Right. And Mm -hmm. we got to the finish line or whatever it is. Um, I think some races like that potentially could be neat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think anything could be fun. I I don't know. Anything that we can come
3: up with, I think it would be fun to kind of even dabble with it just with friends, you know, just to go out Mm -hmm. and try something. Yes. Um, and you know, part of this was, I I saw, um, it's coming back again for the, uh, 2019 summer race season. It's the best of both. And this one isn't like crazy. Like, you know, in terms of like doing something really off the wall, but you start by doing a mountain bike course and Mm -hmm. then you finish on the road, if I'm not mistaken, or it could be the other way around, but um, you're doing two different disciplines, but it requires two different bikes and there's a full on transition area. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And I've always had this idea in the back of the head and I'll go ahead and jump into mine. Um, kind of like a, I don't know. It's, it would be kind of, I I would want to do it in a team setting, like a group of like three people or four people. And it would be kind of a, a time trial, and it would start with um probably I, I was thinking like road to start and then right. you go to a transition area where your mountain bike stage there for you then you go do a mountain bike ride and then you get to a section where you could if you wanted to you could stay on your mountain bike but it's more geared towards like a, a cross or gravel bike and you know which right. would be faster so you could have another transition there and Very then fun. um you would finish uh, on the road again and, and you could stay on your gravel bike if you wanted to, but it would make more sense to transition to like a time trial bike. Oh, cool. And you would have to finish in, you know, you'd have to have like three of your four people, like whatever a team time trial would be. would have to be intact and then get through that. And you would have to go through all of these, these different transitions and make it, there in the the least amount of time and to do something like that would be spectacular you know
1: I love the idea of having like you have to have three of your four people or something like that because you then there's some interesting strategies too where you're like hey let's let's burn this candle let's burn this guy out you know he maybe yeah you put him out front and just let him pull for a little while or whatever it is like Like a
0: cycling triathlon I really like that like a cycling team triathlon That's pretty cool.
3: And you get to ride multiple bikes. You get to see like all of the terrain that you could potentially throw at somebody. And the road to start on the road could be really like hilly. And that would make sense because you want to be on a road bike. Do you know where this
0: could be done? Like reasonably done would be Uh. a place like Bend. Yeah, probably. Like Bend has enough like mountain biking right next to good flats
3: and and climbing.
0: climbing. Yeah. That you could have like a road bike session that has a long climb in it.
3: Yeah. I've kind of already thought about this. We can actually do it here in our own backyard. Um, We've got the hills of Washougal. Mm -hmm. And we, that, that would be the start on the road bike. And then you would ride to a place, um, kind of out by Livingston mountain and you would go Mm -hmm. and you would do the, um, the, whatchamacallit, uh, the Tarbell trail system, which is full on Mm -hmm. mountain bike. And then you get off the mountain bike and there's gravel roads out there and you can take the gravel Mm -hmm. roads, um, and potentially get to some flatlands where you would finish out by Vancouver Lake, which is Mm -hmm. bone flat. And that would incorporate all four disciplines in our own backyard. That would be a lot of fun. And it would be fun. It doesn't even have to be sanctioned. It could be like gumball style. You sure. just kind of go out there. Yeah. There's no race regulations. It's like, hey, these are our starting points. Don't Here's the on GPS a number, just coordinates, yeah. and and um, you put your team together. I'll put my team together. Any other teams you want to put
1: together? Yeah, we're gonna do have this some race. Trailers out for different bike yeah. swaps. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, you could definitely do that. And, and every time you go and do a swap, you would have a station where all the bikes would be kept, and we could go rent a couple of U-hauls and have some designated drivers and throw some yeah. bike blankets on them and, and transport the bikes to wherever
0: make, they need to be. We can make Lance's van the <laughs> official professional. Yeah bike swap location lance <laughs> your van could do that <laughs> right <laughs> so i could i could haul a few bikes yeah, yeah.
3: maybe we could set that up as a, a charity fundraiser for oh, our bikes awesome. kids so i don't
0: know uh, that's just something that's been bounced around in my head and then we could go to the skate park and do bmxing Ooh. on there and i could really go back to my childhood <laughs> we, <you> should, <laughs> um,
1: we should partner with uh, tireless velo team because they know um those tarbell trails like the back of their hands. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be a really good group to partner with. Yeah. I've been sure. out
3: there a few times and those are some fun trails. It's beautiful back there too. So mm-hmm. you got to race up your sleeve Lance?
2: You know, the the thing that I think would be interesting for me would be a multi race series where the races are in different destinations. So that you 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 sign up for the whole series and say there's a race in Portland and then there's another race in salt lake and there's another race in boise idaho and you might or another race in california and you might be able to see different destinations and different and race in cool interesting places that you haven't been to before uh by doing the whole series i think that would be that'd be cool cool. and it could be multidisciplinary as well that
0: would be cool lance if cycling did something i mean think about triathlon has a national branded I guess, tour of races, it's Ironman, you know? And I mean, even right. places like Rev 3 do that, you know, do it really well. That'd be cool if cycling had like a, like a U.S. A Nash, like I mean, I know there's obviously a U.S., you know, USA Cycling They kind of have it with like, the,
1: like a hill climbing series, right? But yeah. They, yeah. It would be super cool if they had some sort of like just go, because you would see different yeah. people at all the different races. You would get to see yeah. all kinds of cool different like, Totally different environments, for sure, which was super neat.
0: Or what about this? How about a series just in Washington or Oregon where it was, Lance, like you're saying, like a specific race series, but one's a road race, one's a mountain bike race, one's a cyclocross race, one's a time trial. Yeah, you got gravel in there, too, somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, and then gravel, and you have five races each year, and it's a point system so you see who's the best all round cyclist. Yeah, that would be fun. In this region, I think you could do that because I think there's a large group of people that do all you know check all those boxes yeah
3: i don't do a lot of everything but i do every some of everything you know, I, yeah I, I, I do some of everything mm-hmm. and, and when you go out there you'd be amazed at how many people you see are in the same boat there's a lot of people yeah. that all roll up i'm like man i've seen you at a time trial i've seen you at a cross yeah. race i've seen you at a mountain bike race yeah. now it, it, that kind of stuff and i was just thinking about that this past weekend because yeah. i saw a couple guys out there and for a lot of you that don't know i, I used to do a lot of mountain bike racing mm-hmm. when i lived in southern california this mountain bike race that I did last week in the Echo race was the first mountain bike race I've done since I moved up here. I'm not counting oh. short track. Short track, yeah. in my opinion, doesn't count. So that was my first official mountain bike race wow. in a little over four years. So that was kind of fun. But And that was what made yeah. me think that that comment was. I saw some people out there at the mountain bike race. I'm like, yeah, I've raced you and all kinds and of like, stuff. And Didn't I you see you at the time trial? trial? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slightly different. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, but I think that there might be something there for mm-hmm. everything that we just talked about. These sure. are all some ideas, and yeah, um, you know, not for nothing. That's a way that you kind of get new people into a sport. That's a way that you can kind of keep the sport invigorated and keep yeah. people excited about going out and riding bikes and, and knowing mm-hmm. that there are multiple different kinds of bikes and different kinds of race formats. So, you guys can expand upon the the triathlon mm-hmm. stuff or oh, yeah. whatever it might be, and we can expand upon the cycling uh, industry. And that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Maybe there's something there, you guys. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Light bulbs are going you start on. Started ion hopping. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's jump into one last thing. Unless you guys got any other little things, actually, I'm going to say no. We're 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 deep into this one, and people are getting tired of listening to us talk. Um, one last thing, Evan.
0: All right, my one last thing is as <laughs> I had I had mentioned to 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 Jake earlier in this week. So, um, there were some injuries early in the cycling season in the professional cycling season. Yep. I'll be, I'll, 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 be our like random update for the professional cycling like season that. over yeah. and over. Yeah. Um, one, uh, the, oh God, his name Bardell is looking very, very, yep. very good in uh-huh. Perry Nice. Yep. Um, sad news, uh, Rigoberto Aran, a personal favorite of mine. And I think a lot of people who watch sure. cycling, Burnell, Burnell my you bad. You got Burnell. Yeah. 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 Bur- Burnell. Thank you, Lance. Uh, Rigoberto uh fractured his clavicle, I believe, and oh, okay. is going to be out for quite a few more weeks. Well, will he be? So, he'll be back for some sort of summer something, yeah, Um maybe I, tour. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, he can ride on Zwift, <laughs> yeah. He he, <laughs> okay. he he can definitely Zwift it up. We'll we'll see because it's going to take a big chunk out of an important build period for for those grand tours. Okay. Um, Roman is okay, I think, because he was racing.
3: Recently. So, so who was the other guy then that was in that accident that fractured his spine?
0: oh man mm-hmm. I would need to look back at it because it was in the same accident as uh, uh, Ren and it yeah. wasn't Bardet because
3: Bardet is still racing yeah Roman Bardet was for a different team uh, we'd have to go mm-hmm. look. We'll, yeah. we'll have to fact check that later on But well yeah. there's no missions that one but yeah I just
0: wanted to give a professional cycling update there
1: mm-hmm. cool Matt one last thing this morning I posted a video um which we talked about previously on a podcast and I think it's titled like a couple of tips for writing with a faster group than you're potentially capable with. It's not exactly the title but that's the idea. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. and um it's okay, solid, decent video. You guys should go check I it just out. Saw it this morning. No, it's really good. It's,
0: it's okay. very good. I just saw
3: it. <laughs> Stop yeah. being so humble, man. I know. It's <laughs> really good. That's an excellent video. You liked it? Uh, yeah, it was I was your I, first thumbs up that you got. I was a, the, probably Ooh. the first person to watch it too. It Was nailed probably your it. first for You, you nailed it. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, I should have written in the comments first,
1: (laughs) first, first. Um, yeah, no, I mean, sometimes I worry about like, okay, you know, how does this video come off? You know, does it come off preachy or whatever, you know? And so Mm -hmm. you, you post these things and you're a little bit, but yeah, it's a, it's a solid video. Um, people should definitely go watch it and check it out. Um, especially since it's a cycling topic and, um, and we need more videos of those for sure. And, uh, you can go to my YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash mlegrand, M L E G R A N D. And you can find some videos to play around with. Waste yep. some time. That was a great video. Go
3: watch it, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lance, one last thing.
2: Um, I, I, I guess I don't really have anything to share this week. i just, uh just hoping to enjoy the rest of this week and maybe get to do some road races soon. So yeah, suffer through that. For
1: me. Suffer through Hawaii mm-hmm. there. Yeah,
2: I'll. I'm. I'm. Uh, I just got to hammer through it so that yep. I don't get you know too upset.
3: Are you gonna ride your bicycle today?
2: Yeah, that's the plan. It just depends on if it works with you know family stuff and our other plans. But I. I I'm gonna try to ride every day.
3: Gotcha. Nice. That's good. All right. So my one last thing, and I alluded to this earlier, is um, our team did extremely well at the Dirty Circles race. We had mm-hmm. a lot of podiums. I got to go back and double check, but it was something like twelve or fourteen. And team points, even though um, Obra, I got to go talk to some of those people, the team bar points aren't posted. I've been just keeping manual uh, track of them. Um, We are at, if my numbers are correct, my math is correct, 652 team points What? already after two weekends. Where were we last year this time? I
0: don't expect you to know this off the top of your head, but roughly where were we this time? Uh, We were
3: easily 200 points behind.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, people are going to start hating us. And by start, I mean they hate oh, us. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it, though.
3: love it. And yeah. it was funny. I was walking around at the race, and I had um, a dialed hat on, but you can't – it's not well, – I guess if you're walking behind me, it says dialed in big bold letters. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you don't see it or you're just not paying attention, you don't see bright orange coming at you. And I was wearing my, my typical work, or walking around gear is typically all black because when you work on bikes, black stuff just doesn't show grease down little pro tip there. Anyway, I'm um, wearing all black and you just hear people talking and oh, the dial guy and this Dow guy and this Dow girl and this Dow junior. And it's like, you just hear that all the time. I'm like, it just makes me giggle and smile. It's like bit. music the, to Jake's ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like that. the team is doing so well and people are always talking about it. And I, you know, that's great. And, and I, I really do appreciate the fact that everybody wants to be on the team and everybody's mm-hmm. enjoying the team and everybody's getting good results from the team. Um, and I, I like the fact too that I never hear negative things when I'm walking around. I, mm-hmm. I never hear, oh, that dial guy, he's a a-hole, or right. she's a whatever, you know, phone yeah. in the blank. You know, it's, it's always what I hear is positive stuff. So it's mm-hmm. good stuff. And I'm I'm hoping that um, we're doing our best to, you know, put that stigma out there that we're a good people and B, we're getting rid of that elitist attitude. Fun to ride with. <laughs> it's a very fun group so, to ride with. 652 points, boys. <laughs> wow, that's crazy oh awesome. Good job, team. <laughs> Proud of you. All right, so that's about it. If you guys want to check us out online or on the uh, social media stuff, go to Facebook and check out um, at dial podcast and the same thing on Instagram, the The millions, I mean the the tens of pictures we've got posted mm-hmm. up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will actually be posting some pictures up there this week. I took a bunch of pictures oh, cool. and video um, out there at the dirty circles race and I've got some stuff to post up there, but um, cool. If you guys want to check that out. You guys can go there. You can email any of us, our first name at dial podcast and we'll be happy to get back to you if you guys got some uh, topics that you'd like us to touch on. Send it on over. We'll talk about it, and um, we'll, we'll give you a shout out. And then uh, one last little thing: we are having some possible issues with our live stream. Um, there will be a new router in system It is already purchased; it just needs that's to be installed. In the foundering household, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it goes along with the lines of, um, you know, with racing stuff like, don't change anything last second. I almost was going to go set it up this yeah. morning. I'm like, you know, that's probably not something that i should be doing right now hindsight being 2020 it probably would work better because what i'm seeing on here is just nothing so maybe it's i don't know maybe just i lance pres- yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that's it hopefully next week our live stream will be a little bit better and we will be back for more to uh keep you guys hopefully entertained you guys have a good week bye for now